welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger, better collection, and making some money along the way. What is up, wrestling fans? Worlds collide, back again, colliding, and wow, do we have a doozy today. I never thought that we'd be talking about a product that Tony actually owns the rights to. And oh, France- please. <laughs> I do not. Let's, I want to be explicitly clear here, folks. It's a long, uh, ongoing joke, unlike the fact that uh, uh, Zan's favorite wrestler is, is, is The Miz. Ugh. That's a fact. Um, this is uh, uh, this is a totally fabricated work here, folks. So no, I don't know. I'm pretty sure some people saw it when we did the storage unit sales. I'm pretty sure people were trying to point out your printing press and the mm-hmm. boxes that were still sealed you had back there. I want to see some uh, video evidence of this. Anybody have this on record? Because I don't have a record of it. So we'll let the audience figure that out. But today we are talking about the mystery, which you know we just said maybe it's not so much a mystery anymore of the WCW. Do we call it Impel? Do we call it Stomp? Wrestling cards. Everybody knows these things. Where do we start? Well, let's start with the name. Yes. Now, I, uh, we were just talking briefly before we started uh, recording tonight that uh, I me- recently made a discovery. Well, it wasn't recent, but I recently went ahead and finally changed it. Hell, that's not even right. I changed it a while ago. I relaunched the websites like that, uh, but I forgot to change it on the main checklist page. So on the, under the 1991 checklist page it's still listed as the 1991 uh uh, uh, wcw premier edition trading cards by impel uh it's actually that is actually not the official name of this card set the official name of this card set is 1991 wcw the stomp collection premier edition trading cards by impel so where like where do you think the disconnect came from between us forever knowing this is oh that's the impel set as opposed to all of a sudden stomp came along i and i put uh i did a whole patreon request which if you want to join my patreon links in the show notes please do that there was a request by a patron at the certain level of at the certain tier of the group where you can request video topics his request was impel cards let's talk about them and within that i put the commercial for the stomp set good and i guess what and that's the only evidence of them actually calling it that, by the way, outside of the binder, the official binder listed it as well. So where do you think the disconnect is there as far as like the branding? Because I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big. Clearly, clearly the disconnect there is because Impel, which is people just call that because it's Impel. I mean, we all have our acronyms and short names for things that we, we call things. I mean, we, we live in a world of nothing but acronyms and um it, it, so it's just called it the impel set. Everybody knows that it's just sort of yeah. the impel set. When we talk wrestling cards, I mean, impel made a lot of great, cool, you know, nostalgia type stuff. I mean, at those, uh, you know, uh, heavy metal cards, we got, uh, yes. you know, rock card. They got, you know, they, they did all kinds of stuff, uh, all kinds of music stuff for them. And, um, so when we talk in the wrestling community, we say impel, everybody knows you're talking about the 1991 WCW set. 
But that's what people just call it. They call it the uh, the premier edition trading cards or everybody else, including Beckett, including probably Card Trader, uh, Card uh, Database. Um, everybody else calls it the 1991 WCW premier edition trading cards or 19 WCW Impel. Uh, but its official name is the Stomp Collection. That's what it was called. That's what the advertising was for, both in publications and on that commercial. Impel dropped the ball by not putting that for whatever reason. I don't know why. They didn't put it on boxes or packs. Yeah, I, it's just weird that we would go that many years of calling it something. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, we find out evidence that it was actually the stomp collection. And, and they had the binders produced for it, but yet yep. the packs and like, it's just... Because it, I think, it's so I think the binders, the binders were the, the binders are far and few between. First off, yeah, people, yeah. you know, I, I have a couple of them. One is is not in so good condition. One I'm keeping because it's in really good mint condition. But, um, uh, you know, that was even having those just kind of evidence years ago. Oh, stop collection. Huh. It's kind of like bypass. I just don't. It's, like, it's the Impel set. It's the <laughs> WCW Impel set. Um, we all called it that since very beginning i mean when i got into the collecting that came out i just the impel set um you had to mail away for that binder it didn't come in anything else it wasn't a uh, collector's kit that i'm aware of i think it just has an, uh, a mail-in offer on the wrapper itself and that was it so i mean the boxes don't have any indication it's called the stomp collection mm. and it's, it's just you know it is right. it is. well it's back there somewhere but yeah. yeah it never it never i never saw it until i saw that i think you said maybe you maybe said something and then all of a sudden I saw that uh, commercial pop up, which you never see wrestling card commercials. Isn't anyway. that awesome? That was awesome. Yeah. So I had to, I had to include that in the video I did. So if you guys want to check that out, check out my YouTube channel, wrestling with cards, again, links in the show notes and check out that whole video we did. Cause I talked about a lot of interesting things. Some of that we're going to talk about today, um, but let's go over the release recap. Just some uh, hit, like kind of hit on some aspects of the set that you like, or that you think are worth pointing out. It's a very colorful set. I think it actually is um, a great representation of that time in wrestling. It represents especially that company too. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, it's not my cup of tea for what I like per se. It's a big card set, 162 card set. Um, you know, they, they broke it down. A whole set is broken down into, you know, wrestlers get the, uh, their section. So they'll be like, you know, Stan I hate that. by Lex Luger. And I, I don't like that either. It's what I don't like about the set. It's like, you know, Alstein, then it's, uh, you know, the next set of cards are all Lex Luger, then Sid Vicious, then Ric Flair, then Arnold, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't, it's, I don't know, but I'm telling you, collectors love this base set strictly because of its design. Um, it's so much, and it's been copied so much by so many people uh, from PWG stuff, from other knockoffs and bootleg things. People love this design and mimic it a lot. Yeah, that's, that's the first thing that, uh, I noticed is all the indie cards borrowing from the, I'm not going to say ripping off or stealing, borrowing. No borrowing. I mean, they're, they're inspired by it. It's, right. it's, it's a, it's a fun, it pops, you know, having this, this colorful multicolored type of uh, you know, with, with Ric Flair cards to be like all yellow with these little, you know, uh, rice, you know, red rice type color uh, things inside of it. It's just very poppy. And it's just, just so nineties. You know, it's so exactly. It's so nineties, even for being early nineties, it's so nineties. Uh, and then just, I do like the images that are used on a lot of the cards. Most of them are good. Yes. Um, I, I said, like I said, I, I hate the fact that the wrestlers are grouped together in the, in the cards. Oh, and another interesting note, this technically 
1990, I think there's a 1990, I want to say, I did a video on it and I can't even remember. I think it was the board game Slamorama that came out in 90. But then yeah, and the, first, Slamorama, yeah. the first official year of WCW cards, once they took over from the NWA was 1991. So this is an inaugural release, essentially. I mean, you had the championship marketing also, but um, these are the first WCW cards if you don't count the board game. So there's that. There's the design. Um, the, the set itself has a lot of firepower with the names, despite you maybe you don't like the design. But like you said, Tony, it sums up that time period. Sting, Ric Flair, Steiner Brothers. Uh, my personal favorite, 80s metal overweight versions of the Freebirds. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and Michael Hayes with his like really thick eyeliner. I don't know if he was trying to be like Blackie Lawless or what, but um, just fantastic look. I have the, the design again. People love this. Like, this is one thing I want to say. Like, when I was a kid, and yeah, I dabbled with wrestling, of course, but I start getting really into basketball cards. And no matter what hobby store you went to, they had WCW Impel. And occasionally, I was like, I got some of these cards at home, but man, I want to buy a pack and see what's in there. Like, I know there's not going to be, there's no hit cards, there's no chases, except for one, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I was like, I, I just want to buy these. They're just so cool. And I still do that to this day. Like, and I'll see it on Twitter. Like people will be like, well, they didn't have any basketball, but I bought some WCW Impel. Let's have some fun. I'm like, yes. Yeah. And the fact that they're still around for people to, to print, like this stuff had to be printed to the moon. If you're, if, if you're, you know, telling the truth and you're not actually reprinting these things, <laughs> like, do you, was there ever like a full print run of these released or anything? Any no, information then, on that? None of these guys ever give print runs like that. You know, most of these companies don't give you print runs on their actual. Uh, it, it was rare when you have a company like TriStar was putting out the TNA product. Uh, you know, you you had an idea with the print run was because the boxes were numbered. Right. So they, they came numbered. You knew how many boxes were in. And sometimes they would even advertise on their sales sheets that, you know, this is going to be a limited to X amount of cases. And those cases had X amount of boxes and you could just do the math and you can figure out what the print run was on that. But yeah, this stuff, like every, most, every other company, they don't give you print runs on, on what they're putting out there, but I guess it's kind of easy to tell. Like you said, everywhere you went, you'd find WCW 91 along with basketball stuff. Still I mean, to this day, 2022, this day. you still find them. And, but it, that just, that gives you kind of a testament to, you know, yeah, they probably printed it like any other sport and any other, you know, this is probably the only wrestling cards that out there that gets got printed to the level of like every other type of sport. Do you think maybe they did that because it was a product of the time? Because I mean, like if you want to talk about 19, like late 80s into early 90s. Oh, that NBA hoops wax, and yeah. all that crap, um, all that stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're, they're still printing that too. The, the King, the, it was it the 89 Upper Deck King Griffey Upper Deck, yeah. I mean, they, they printed the hell out of that, which, you know, it doesn't seem to hurt its value too much. It still seems to go really well for, you know, we're going to talk going to talk about that later in the show. You yeah. mentioned cases. This is something we've got to discuss for the longest time. The Sting hologram, which is the best card in this set, bar 100%, none. Percent. Yep. For the longest time, we we were told we knew knew about it as being a case hit. However, we've had multiple people now say, "Hey, I pulled that in the pack." We, you know, it, you cannot prove these things unless you saw it on a break and i don't know of anybody breaking impels but yeah I, i've never seen it and i'm 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 
I mean, I can go on. Finish your thought. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Like, how, like a lot of the people that have told us are like trustworthy people, but at the same time, like we've never heard this. So what do you think? I'm tossed. I really am. Because, uh, you know, without anybody that came from Impel that can kind of validate this, um, you know, I, I think even, you know, some of the more, you know, bigger names in our hobby, like the Rob Englund out there, even said that they, they pulled one from a pack, I think. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure hundred percent, but it's hard, you know, when you, when you can't validate something through a video or something like that, or, or seeing it from a break or a live, it's hard to just, uh, to, to take that as like fact. So, yeah. you know, it puts, puts me, uh, and, and the team of people that, you know, help out for WTC, it puts us in a really weird position to like, you know, to authenticate this and say, you know, where it came from, does it exist? 100% exists. So grading companies can grade to their heart's content on this. And they probably, and they have on this card, particular mm -hmm. card, but where its origins are from, it still remains a mystery today. It's, there's no hundred percent certainty that it's pack or a case hit, you know, a case incentive for, for dealers. Um, who, who knows? I mean, until somebody from Impels is like, you know, I, I work for the company at the time, I can tell you this is where it came from. You know, I love to interview that person and just find out. But anybody's got connections with anybody that used to work with Impel and you're listening to this, head us up on social media. Just tag us in Twitter on Twitter. DMs are open. So I, I just it's it's it is I agree with you though, too. It is the card to have in this entire set. Um, I had a, a bunch of them. I think of that. Uh, storage unit uh, sale. I sold three of them to one person. Uh, I kept a few for myself, but um, yeah, it's just, um, it's a mystery. And I hope that someday we can find out somewhere, somewhere down the road, someone's going to know and uh, be able to confirm this. And, and I, I'd love to get it updated uh, on the site, but who knows? Anything else you want to talk about on the initial release before we get into some kind of things we've noticed more modern on the set? Um, you know, I, some continuing on with things that we'll never know until I can actually can confirm from some people. Uh, if you go to the wrestling trading cars.com website and check out this checklist, um, it's, it's pretty detailed about everything that we do know to date about this kind of like we try to do with every, every checklist. Um, somebody one time at one point times that, that there might be some that have a 1992 copyright date on it. Yeah. I've heard that too. I've never seen one. No one's ever been able to accurately produce one. So it's strictly a rumor until otherwise, until proven otherwise. But um, that's, that's pretty much uh, the only other, you know, rumor about this particular card set. So, you know, the name itself, you know, we talked about that. Um, you know, the binder is kind of cool. If you ever seen it, it's a nice cool pur purple binder. Uh, it shows uh, the cards, uh, you know, different card numbers from the, on the checklist. I think it's eight, 143, and 157 cards on there. It's, it's, a, it's a cool binder. It's nice, thick, three-ring, uh, I think a two-inch two -inch binder, I think it is. It's a pretty thick binder. This is the type of set I think that would be good in a binder. Like, you know, yeah. you've got the, the bind, like, I know a lot of people don't do binders anymore because everyone wants slabs, but I, I'm, I still like binders for certain things. And I mean, if you had the matching binder to go with the set that it's supposed to go in, why not? That's what I love about comic images releases. I, I got a binder for every single set they have, and I have multiple binders for every single set from that. And, um, you know, if it had a binder, to me, it was a part of the set. Don't have my quotes for you, audio people. Yeah. Uh, it, was, uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was part of the set, just like it was like, when you had comic images, they put a what they call a six-up sheet inside, where it has six uncut cards inside there. That was like your little in a one-pocket sheet that went mm -hmm. with the binder. Well, 
there were 72 cards in the set, 72, there's 12 different uncut sheets. Had right. to go out and get all those too. Right. You know, so uh, it's just, you have all those and it was kind of cool, but um, fun fact about this set, by the way, uh, for its popularity is, uh, talk to uh, Paul Anun from the Wrestling Card Price Guide. It is his number one. He does things called flip throughs on his, for a, many of his uh, uh, pages for his price guide, which are uh, incredible to go through because he owns just about every damn card there is out there. So <laughs> um, uh, to go through it and um, it is the number one flip through video of his entire website. Can you believe that? By, bar none, n- nothing even close. All wrestling, all stars can come close to it. Uh, the WCW autograph, card, none of that stuff comes close. To what do you think that is? Card. He wants to know this fact too. And so, you know, I want to know too, but who knows? Who knows why that particular set, this mass produced set that people want to try and shove high grades down our throats, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Um, they, why is it getting all this, these views? Why do people seem to be so gravitated towards this? Is it because, is there some kind of an algorithm on Google when people go and do searches for wrestling cards, it seems to show up more than anything else? I don't know. Speaking of uh, how we don't know, that's kind of, I've got three main points that, that I think both of us have kind of mutually came up with that we've noticed when it comes to this set. And the first one you had mentioned, why are so many of these cards getting graded? Um, I have a long, lengthy explanation, so I'll let you start. I, I don't have anything really other than the fact that I think that people, my theory is, that people are trying to force this to be the next big thing in wrestling. That's what they're trying to do. They want to go out there because these cards aren't as condition sensitive as a lot of other cards. They're on a standard type of card stock that doesn't have a whole lot. It's white border or no, colorful border uh, that doesn't seem to fray too much because the backs are white, all white, border. but um, it doesn't seem to fray very much. doesn't seem to have many issues when it comes to your corners if they're pack pulled and the edges themselves. Now, obviously that can change when it comes to like centering, of course, and, and, and surface issues and stuff like that. But it's just, um, it's so mass produced. There's so much of it out there that your odds of getting a high grade are going to be higher, I think, than any other of the wrestling cards that's out there, I think. So I think people are just trying to force it down collector's throats as like, hey, this is a Ric Flair, early Ric Flair, 1991. This is an early Sting, 1991. This is like, without really even knowing their history of cards, basically, yeah. or, or the history of, of, of the industry, period. And kind of forcing it upon us as like, this is the next big, this is the next, you know, uh, uh, all-stars. This is the next, you know, the, same with classic. Classic is in the same boat as this. It's just shoving classic down the throats of people. It's like being, you know, there's a few cool key cards in classic. Yes, there's nothing key and impel that's there's no rookies there's no like short i guess brian pillman if you want to count him i guess sure true true that i mean but there's nothing that's going to be and no disrespect again there's no there's nothing that's going to be like you know high-end dollar kind of thing when it comes to like rookie like oh you got to get that you know that's yeah like 2002 flare war rumble kind of thing yeah and there's i mean there's no pn news in here i mean come on Wow, that's a deep cut for uh, WCW historians. Yeah, but yeah. okay, so here, here's kind of my theory on how all of this started. I think during pandemic, when PSA got backed up, 
and I'm just using PSA in his example as a time frame. I think a lot of people started saying, oh, okay, well, there's money in graded cards. What can I grade? Oh, well, these these WCW Impel cards, they they look really, as you said, you know, they they look really clean. I think I can get a 10. Okay. So they send them to PSA to clearly just try to make some money off of a very inexpensive card, possibly even cards that they were just like given given in lots or something. So take that logic. And now there's people out there wanting to rip packs because everybody's a pack fiend now apparently. And they can't, you know, they, they get butt hurt when they can't find stuff at retail. It just ruins their day. So people are like, I can't find basketball. I can't find baseball. You know what? I see these WCW Impel boxes all over the Everywhere. place <laughs> for, for $10 sealed. I bet you I can open those and get some PSA 10s. I don't even care what it is. If I can get a PSA 10, on a card that usually gets, you know, pretty good condition, honest condition, sensitive, as you said, I bet I can make some money on these. And that's what they started doing. This was back in the time too, when if I, I'm, I mean, I'm only a silver status on my, on my PSA um, uh, memberships like that, but you know, I sent all my cards and at 12 bucks a piece. Same. Yeah. And so that's, that's, you know, that's a good price. I mean, it's a cheap price uh, you know, compared to today, of course, but you know, you're sending them in and you're throwing the dice at 12 bucks a piece on some cards that maybe you can flip for a hundred. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's exactly I mean, what, like, maybe not even like, yeah. you know, if you got the, if a card's a dollar and you pay 12, it's $50. Yeah. I mean, that that's different now because you, you, you know, if you happen to get in on PSA with one of their economy giveaway type things, it's $50 a card. Yeah. Or if you're doing SGC, it's $30 a card. So at $12, you're correct. I mean, you'd be doing good on your margins, but sure. Uh, but Especially then, because you're, you're into these cards for like pennies. Right. So that is my, um, I guess that's my idea of why we're seeing so many. And it's not just PSA either. We're seeing them in SGC slabs. We're seeing them in CSG slabs. That being said, there are some PSA and BGS slabs out there that do have autographed copies. That's a whole different ball. It's game. a whole different ball game though. But um, just as far as the actual graded cards, I think that may be why we're starting to see so many of them come out now. Super valid. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally see that. And that leads into the next thing is currently in these cards as, as they are, whether it's boxes, packs, raw, graded, is there any value, inherent value in these cards? You're asking me, huh? What do you uh, think? I personally don't think I would ever send in an, an impel card to get graded because i don't feel there's any true value in it for me long term there are so many other cards of the characters of the personalities that are in this set that are more worth my time and money to go after if i was so inclined to go after those people um impel is just not the place for it and it's not i'm not doing a public service announcement of like you know trying to bash impel cards and say that uh they're they're, they're not you know, worth grading or this, that's yeah. tweets their own. I mean, if this was, if Impel was, the Impel set was like something I go, you know what? My objective, my goal is to get all 162 cards graded. That's what I want to get. I, I would just go like, you know what? It's a, it's a PC stuff. I'll go to HGA or something like that to have some kind of a colorful design of a cool slab to put in that matches the theme of the actual card. That would be something I would do, but I don't think there's any, there's no thousand dollar card in this set. There's no, at any grade, at any level, there's none. 
No, even not, the even the Sting hologram, like a high, higher graded one, uh, you know, that's by far the most condition sensitive card in this entire thing because of that hologram stuff is just yep. uh, very scratchy, very it's just very it can be very bad. So, um, yeah, that's the only thing. And even that, if that was a 10, that ain't a thousand dollar card. Right. Not not in my lifetime. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I Maybe eventually. Eventually, I just like, don't think about it. I, I think I've seen it hovering <laughs> around like six hundred dollars. So give it ten years. Maybe. Oh, has it? Yeah. Really? So a, a PSA ten? I don't know about the ten, but the higher grade ones. I'll check while we're doing this. It's live while we're recording. Let's see ah, what okay. we got. Now I just um, there's nothing in this set. You know, I can go over the checklist right now and look at the whole thing, and there's really nothing in it that jumps out to me that says, you know, this is the next you know, big card, like, right. you know, is, is Z-Man going to become a, a big money card? Is El no, Gigante no. going to be a big card? I mean, Mr. Wall Street. I mean, again, no disrespect to any talent on here. They're all legendary people on here, but the set doesn't yield anybody that's going to be, you know, worth spending $50 to get graded now or more. So looking up some recent sales, there are next to none that are graded. Now there are a bunch listed. So here's some prices, kind of all over the place. Hundred PSA eight two hundred, okay. PSA seven one seventy five. Uh, authentic, so not actually graded, but just the authentic autograph two hundred fifty. PSA seven six hundred and seventy five. PSA six hundred and fifty. PSA seven six hundred six hundred and seventy five for a PSA seven. That's just the that's just, oh no, sorry PSA eight pop seven. Pop seven. It's a PSA so, eight asking for six hundred seventy five. Is it autographed? No. Okay, Jesus. So it looks like between two hundred and fifty and five hundred dollars is about what the PSA eights to PSA. That's nines the, the are. listing prices, not what's closed. No sold prices, just raw sold. So these are all again, these are all inflated prices mm-hmm. for people looking at for a cash grab on stuff, and you know they're probably into it for you know uh, fifteen twenty bucks on the card. They're gonna throw a big high value on it, and like you know what, I'll just sit. All it takes is one. Yeah, it just takes one. That's you know, true. That listing fee in their store, whatever, just keeps repeating itself. Doesn't cost them a dime. Doesn't cost them a dime. Just keep listing, keep listing, keep listing. Someone bites it, they sold it. Right. Yep. But I don't think it's worth that. It isn't worth it. And I think the market's showing that too. I don't think anybody's buying those cards. Uh, as you said, there's nothing closed. These are probably the same ones. Every 30 days, you're going to see them listed again. People were buying them at some point. I know yeah, that because because we started, we started hearing uh, about how WCW and Pell PSA cards are a thing. And, but I just went and looked and like, even like some decent, great. So I say decent, let's say PSA eights, hypothetically, a lot of those are selling for eight, nine, 10 bucks. Okay. So yeah, nobody's like. To put it in music terms, I'm sorry. The 1991 WCW stomp collection, premier trading cards by Impel uh, is the Millie Vanilli of wrestling cards. Wow. Wow, that's brutal. Wait, are you, it, it, are you just saying that to pump up your new and improved Impel? Nope. No, nope. okay. no new right. and improved. I, I you, you just you just don't keep being a dead horse in the mouth, man. Uh, <laughs> leave, leave it alone. It's uh it's done. So it's just uh it, it's yeah. I, I I single-handedly made sure this does not hold any value. <laughs> the second I start seeing prices increase, I'm printing more. That's exactly what happened. It's all making sense now. It's, it's, it's all making sense to you now. 
uh, I, I just uh, I, I don't get the allure of this particular release um, being a big thing. I think it's a bit of what you said about why it's got this popular thing and why people are doing what they're doing. I think it's also because of, of what I believe is, uh, you know, they're out there trying to create something that just isn't sticking mm-hmm. um, and they want this to be. We've also, talked about think, that several times before with other and sets. I also, and I also think, yeah, that's what people were just trying to, they were trying to force new things during this pandemic when everybody was spending money left and right on cards, yeah. but anything that could be like the next big thing. That's what happened with the Panini sticker car from The Rock. It was the huge thing that will probably still hold some value. I mean, obviously, over time, it's still going to continue to hold value, but it doesn't hold anywhere near what it did when it first came out. I've seen that. I saw these guys at local shows trying to get $1,200, uh, $1,500 for you know a raw sticker because it was so nicely centered and you're going to get this. And that. You know, first off, when I see someone trying to sell me something, it says, this has a potential to be this, or it's nicely centered. It's going to get a high grade. If it's so damn good, why don't you send it in for grades like that then, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's a, yeah, if it's that good, like, I'd pay the express yeah, price or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if it's that good, pay the express price, man. If this card's $1,000, you think it should be a $10,000 card, spend the 300 bucks to go get it and, and just really make your money if yeah. you believe in it that much. It's, it's, it's the same as like going to all these different card shows and you see these guys all selling the same damn sports cards going, it's rare. It's rare. If it's so rare, there's <laughs> 35 of you in here and you all have one copy of it. Yeah. <laughs> this is one place. Um, it's just, it just makes no sense to me, but. I've got some interesting opinions that are probably thinking outside the box. Of course, like I just sure. inherently do that, I guess. You uh, are but, an outside the box person. Very. Like yeah. I'm not bragging. It just is what it is. I mean. I think my turbo man behind me just says it all. It's clearly what it is. I was going to comment on that <laughs> earlier, but it's like, I'm leave it alone, man. I'm going to leave it alone. You know, it's, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want to, I, I yet to see him cry. I don't want to see him cry yet. Not yet, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the boxes in general. People want to talk about wax. Oh, hold sealed wax. It's a good investment. And it, you know, there's only so much of it. And yes, that is true with most products. However, with this one, um, I have a box back here. It's sealed. I plan I on it. keeping it because I like having sealed boxes. I think it's just a cool reminder of going to the LCS as a kid and seeing all those boxes. It's just something cool to have. Um, got it for very, I think I paid like 10 bucks for it. I kept so, one for myself. I remember we had my storage unit thing. And I had four boxes. I sold three of them. I think they're going for like maybe $40 right now, okay. which, which is better than what, you know, it's better, better than I sold them for that like there's going to be a value because i think people just like to rip stuff um that be- that product itself that's probably the only thing for impel that's got going for itself is that sealed product for that is the value in that product yep and but then i have to question okay hypothetically let's say these sting cards are case hits they're not pack pullable like what are you going for in there graded or not graded like there's sure. like it's just got to be People are just doing it because it's a fun rip and that's it. Sure. So from the box price, I don't know that it's really that good of an in, quote here, air quotes again, investment, because there's not a lot in there. That being said, the more people rip, the more it's going down. But if they sure. printed it to the moon. But if, if you go someplace and you go to like a flea market and someone's going to sell to you for 10 bucks, it's a good pickup. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's value right now. You said it's going for 40. Well, I just, I just profited 30 bucks and according to the market right now. So right. why not? But well, I, would, I, I wouldn't be spending 40 bucks on a box right now to hold on for even a longer term. No. Yeah. And that's, but it might. 
talking about, you know, buying a bargain, that's a whole nother topic for another show is, you know, you can buy anything and make money on it. Like you don't have to necessarily know the product. It's all about margins, but that's a good idea. We might do that sometime. But anyway, two other ideas I have that are a little bit outside the box. As far as like long-term value, I don't know. Okay, let's start with the first one. I think this would be a really good gateway option for people getting into wrestling cards coming from other avenues because you can go out and buy a cheap PSA 7 or an 8 for $10. Maybe they don't know what PSA is. So here's a chance to own a PSA slab in a card that looks cool and you can buy it for 10 bucks and kind of inspect it and learn how, you know, what is what does the serial number mean? What does this mean over here? How do they put and I know that sounds stupid to a lot of people, but a lot of people don't like still to this day, they're a little bit intimidated with grading. If they're interested, they're like, I don't know how it works. I don't know what a slab is. I don't know the size of it. So maybe it's a good entry point for somebody getting into wrestling cards coming from, you know, another type of collectible or something. Hey, I can throw $10 down on eBay and get a Ric Flair graded card. I don't really care what the grade is. I just want to learn about it. That's definitely definite cheap introduction for sure. And and I said, Ric Flair, I mean, you got Ric Flair, you got Sting, you got Brian Pillman, you got Steiners, like all these names. It's a cheap way to get into a graded version of a card. I know grading is not everything. I don't have like my carrying cross collection. None of it's graded. I have a couple of slabs that are like authenticated autos, but I'm not grading any of it because I don't care. But for some people like grading is the thing. So maybe this is a good intro or maybe it's a good thing for kids. But even on the flip side, the flip side of not grading, it's still a cheap and affordable way to get into the, the hobby of wrestling cards that feature names in the in the history of, of this business that people recognize and know. So it's a cheap way to get into kind of like, hey, I have some Ric Flair cards. Hey, I have some Sting cards. Oh, you like Sting? Oh, my kid likes Sting. He watches them on, on AEW. Well, hey, here he was back in the day, you know, WCW. Uh, so, I mean, it's a cheap way and a very affordable way to get into it. So, so that that's great a great point. a great thing to have for, for 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 the hobby so um let's say let's move on to something that could actually have some monetary value set registry there we've seen this with a couple of different sports cards recently where the most common basic card in a psa 10 grade is going for several hundreds of dollars close to the thousand and we're talking like no name players yep And the reason being is because if it's a PSA 10 and there's only one or two of them out there, there are people out there in the set registry trying to complete complete run PSA 10s of a full set. So I could see somebody saying, you know what? I I really like grading. I want to do this set registry thing. But when I was a kid or when I was really into wrestling, 1991 WCW stop and Pell, that was my set. That's what I remember ripping. That's what my mom bought me all the time. I want to go back and I want to try to get a full run of PSA 10 slabs. That's a very interesting, good point. It's like that. Actually, it sounds fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing is like it, it becomes it becomes a chase in a product where there is no chase. Yeah, you've, you've created a level of chase for yourself for right. a product that doesn't yield any actual chase. Right. I mean, it's not yeah. something I would ever do, but I understand it. And I would if somebody said they were doing that, I would be like, yes, I want to see this thing happen. And I would like cheer them on the whole way. You're kind so, of inspired. This is inspiring me now for something. Oh, no, I should. <laughs> no, really? It's something that could be fun. It I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. So maybe when we record again next time, I'll, I'll have an hypo- idea. Hypothetically, uh, I guess maybe 
we'll talk this through. Let's see live while we're recording, doing this on the on the fly. Uh, let's see what the last PSA ten of any WCW Impel card sold for, and maybe that can kind of give us a ballpark of, you know, what the value could be putting this whole thing together. So, um, here we go, right off the top, Sid Vicious, uh, card number thirty four. PSA 10, $12.50. Arn Anderson, card number 50, PSA 10, $35. Oh, okay. Uh, here's another Sid Vicious, PSA 10, $22. Here's a Ric Flair, $80. So there's oh, my favorite, card number 37 is mm-hmm. one of my favorite Ric Flair cards ever. PSA 10, $100. That, that one t- typically yeah. goes for more than anything. And that's going to be your high one anyway, that said, I think, but. So what would you say of all those prices you just said? I can't remember now. What 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 would be the average price point? Probably thirty to forty dollars. So let's say thirty five dollars. Okay. To get to go to go out what, and complete. You can't complete even a, grade a card for that right now. It's, it's I, I, yeah. So say for thirty five dollars is your average price to buy these. So yeah, you can you can go out and buy them like that right now. I mean, mm-hmm. So say your average price is thirty five bucks. Times one hundred and sixty two cards for the set. You're looking at over $5,500. Yep. It's $5,670. So that's that's an impressive investment to have the highest grade of a set registry of a basic garbage set. <laughs> yeah. And when really $5,500. Now you create a value. Now there's value. Exactly. And $5,500 really is not that much money compared to what some of these cards out there no, are worth. I, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, compared to other stuff that are like, you know, cards of like, you know, like 32, 36 cards in a set. This is 162 cards. I get 162 PSA 10 cards for $5,600 on average. Yeah. Are you, I'm you're, inspired. You're going to start this now, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know if I would do it with Impel. That's for damn sure. But I think uh, Impel, like I think that's the I think Impel would be the one to do it with, though, because it's got the names, it's got the design, and it's got the the capability and print runs to where you're going to have. Yeah, it, but it, you know it, what? I I can find Championship Marketing, which I like a lot better. Same year. Oh man, fun. that that's even harder. Like we're I would like. To... I, I think I would like to. And that's a big. That's a 110 card set. The, the conditions on those though. I know, but I think I don't, it, conditions would be hard. And I would, it would be a fun project to invest in for the long haul. Like this is your many year investment type of thing. Yeah. You know, and, hey, unless your uncle Danny can do it in four months. <laughs> Boom. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it'd be a, a fun project that you can just constantly keep leveling up to the next level until you get the highest registry on it. Uh, it'd be fun. And I just think, I would probably go SGC with those because it'd look good in a tuxedo. <laughs> the the championship marketing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I think that would look fun. I honestly think that with these junk sets, and I, I don't think I'm breaking any news. It's just my opinion on based off what I've seen in sports cards, like the the junk wax era that there's such a nostalgia for, regardless of whether it's Marvel, uh, baseball, basketball. Uh, I haven't seen a lot with football, but we could do football. Wrestling could be. Uh, I think there's going to start being people that are chasing registry sets. We've already seen it. We've talked about it in the wrestling card space. Yeah. Who is the real wrestling card king when it comes to a set? Th- that's what I'm talking about. I think yeah. this could be it's a new a, thing. It could, it could be a new thing. Maybe that's the direction we start going in this hobby now where it's like uh, people who, but 
it's a, it'll be an it'll be a niche within a niche, of course, because it's going to have people who just are just anti graders about everything. Anyway, they don't care about grading at all. Right. Uh, and that's and that's fine too, completely. But for the grading community out there who are looking for like a new challenge or a new thing they want to go do, it could be a cool, fun hobby. Because like we're talking about it, and the more I'm thinking about it, like <laughs> that could be fun. Yeah, maybe, and relatively affordable compared maybe to I, maybe I just start dumping all my Dexter stuff off and start getting. My <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's another thing we're going to, we're getting a little bit off topic here as we close, but that's yeah. another thing I like to talk about is, you know what, you got all this Dexter Luma stuff. Maybe you decide you want to chase this other stuff that you do have more of an attachment to. That's okay. It's okay to yeah. change your mind, take everything Absolutely. you have, sell it, put that money into what you, and just keep the ball rolling. It's the whole point of why I've got even, I even gotten a Dexter Luma stuff. I, I picked that particular, uh, you know, star, um, you know, one inspired by your carrying cross thing, seeing other Thank people you. out there doing stuff, you know, that are just kind of like, this is my thing. I like this character. So I, and I you know what, I'm going to go after a modern guy too. And I just picked him randomly. Honestly, haven't watched a single match that's ever been in my <laughs> life. So I just, uh, just, that I follow him on social media. I see his workouts. I'm kind of like, yeah, he's kind of inspiring. You know, working out. Da, da, da. It's not, you know, but I've never, I'm not married to it, but maybe it's like, this becomes like my investment point. This was my entry ticket into getting something else bigger and better that now, yeah, you know what? I'm going to sell off all my Dexter stuff and go after this now, because this, this is a fun project that I don't have to be emotionally attached to because I don't, I'm not a fan of this particular character, that character. I'm attached to this journey, this project. It's going to be yep. fun. Yep. Like I'm, I'm stoked about this right now. <laughs> like I, I think I might do that. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad, glad here we are. We're supposed to be inspiring the fans and we inspired uh, the, the people doing the show. All right, guys, I've got a whole bunch of these. Uh, this is a 83 series, uh, obviously a uh, wrestling all-stars. <laughs> I got some 82 singles. I'm willing to sell all this stuff now to start investing in my new project. <laughs> I'm showing them right here. Here they are. I'm showing them right here for the for the for the video people, but audio. You can't and that see and, and this the, this is exactly what collecting is all about. Tony yeah. Tony is selling his his like world famous, <laughs> uh, obviously ungraded, but world famous, well known wrestling card set. The set that set off wrestling cards so that he can chase PSA ten junk wax. Like that's yeah. what collecting is all about. I love it because it's fun. It just it, it sounds like a fun project. Like. I'm inspired when I hear people go out there and take a different approach to the hobby. Yes. When I hear like a, is it Caleb who goes out and, and does, is that him? Who, All the like indie the, cards? He does indie cards, but who, who's, who am I mixing up then? Who, who's the guy who goes out there and does all like, uh, he got all the Undertaker matches. Oh, that's like Caleb. That. They have the street yeah, yeah. PC. The street, the street. That's, a, that's a cool, unique way to collect. And I, yeah. I love that. And I think it's so cool. And it's like, now with the registry, like, you know, hey, maybe I'll pick something and go with that. Like, maybe I'll be, maybe I'll go after uh, a FLIR release or something like that. Or, you know, or who knows? I don't know. I'm going to start looking at what I got and see how I'd say, you know what? I like this set. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to, I freaking love it. <laughs> well, awesome. Here, here we are trying to inspire you and we inspired Tony. But now I should have Oh, been you know what? 85 Oh, 95 tops. Uh, not 95. 95 action pack. 94 action pack. Talk, talk, 94 about, action pack. talk about another hard grade. I don't care. It's going to be fun. It's only 42 <laughs> cards. All right. Let's close <laughs> it out. Uh, I think we've covered a lot about Impel, guys. If you like the Impel set, if you want to do the set registry like I talked about, if you just want to go out and buy the you know the one Ric Flair card or the Sting or the Luger or the, the Jim Ross cards in there are cool. 
if just go out and check these cards out. Uh, they're not, you know, they may not, although they, I guess if a set registry is a thing, I don't think they're going to inherently hey, hold a ton the, of value. At the very but... least, at the very least, they're an inspiring set because I'm oh, now absolutely. inspired because of it. <laughs> not only did they inspire you, they inspired the indie feds that are doing the borrowing of the design sure. and just uh, the, the first inaugural release of WCW cards. Um, this is one of those things that is like, it's all about the, the set is completely for collectors and not the investor crowd, because I don't think there's going to be a ton of money in this stuff, even if people start set registry collecting this thing, yep. but it's fun. It reminds, it's nostalgia, takes us back to the nineties. It, it, it is, you know, there are some landmarks in it. Like I said, it's the first WCW set and it's got the Brian Pillman cards in his first year. He had actual wrestling cards. So um, anything else you want to say about Impel before we close it out today? I'm like an Impel more and more now. It's, I'm, uh, I like that. It's a good set. <laughs> I think it's the best set I've ever made. Um, love it. I, I can't understand why there's no $20,000 cards in this set because I'm uh, super, super stoked about it. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really, uh, I'm looking at this set has, again, here we are just talking about a basic card set that really has no massive value to it uh from a collectability standpoint of or long-term investment from a collectability standpoint it could have any kind of value to you depending sure. on, you know obviously but um here it is it's a, it's it becomes a, a a laughing set we all laugh about for a while we talk about it we made a whole episode i can't even believe we did a whole episode about it <laughs> and then uh here is in this conversation it's causing like i'm i'm not kidding you zan i'm seriously <laughs> Like I'm inspired by this, uh, this conversation of like, it could going, be fun. I agree. Like, like I'm now, I'm going to go and think about this. I'm going to sleep on my tonight. I'm going to be like, all I'm going to think about is like, what card set do I want to go after now and try to be, uh, and create a registry for So like that, that could be fun. That could be fun. Then I could go and take my accomplishments, put it on social media and become the big, big cheese. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. You should do it. I, I got to figure out what set I want to do. We'll see. And on yeah. that note, let's close it out. Tony, let everybody know where they can not only find you and the information that you provide for WTC, but where they can find your new set registry escapades. <laughs> uh, well, first off, I will like to say I'm, I'm will be selling off all these 82 and 83 all-star cards now because I have a new goal in mind. Um, there's, uh, you know, they're, they're all, I, I'm not a condition guy. I have, I'm not a grader. So yeah, I talk about grading cause I only know what I learned from you guys and stuff like that. And I've done a little bit of grading myself, so, but I, I couldn't tell you what these would grade. So, but I will be happy to share with anybody what they are and uh, give me a nice fair price for it. And I'm going to take that money and reinvest it into my set registry uh, goals. Um, but uh, you can contact me. Uh, anything about wrestling cars will be on wrestlingtradingcards.com. Email all social media links are on the bottom of every single page there. Uh, links to everything as YouTube. So yeah, I think I need to go put a link on there now for the audio version now for the WTC shorts. I don't have it on there. Um, that needs to be added on there, but uh, it's a new program that I'm doing now where they're exactly what they are. It's not just a catchy name. It's what I do. It's a WTC short. They're, you know, eight to 12 minutes long about uh, random topics and then um, looking for uh, max engagement on those to have conversations about them. So uh, you can go on there, listen to them on any popular Spotify, whatever the hell, you know, Apple, uh, all that stuff, and just uh, give them a listen to and 
you know, let me know what you think. Tell me what I can do better at because it's, it's a learning experience for me. I don't, I'm not good like Zan where I can do things by myself. So I'm learning, but um, just having some conversations that try to involve the world of, of wrestling cards. Um, top rope con, don't forget. And top rope con. Thank you. I, it's such a new endeavor for me. I got to remember that, but uh, I am the uh, proud co-owner of topropecon.com. Uh, it'll be our first show. It'll be September 17th in Tampa, Florida at the Florida State Fairgrounds. Go to topropecon.com for all the information and all the social media stuff there and buy your tickets. Be a vendor. I'd love to have you there. And you can find everything I'm doing. Uh, again, links to all of Tony's stuff as well as my stuff in the show notes of this. So when you're done listening, just scroll down, check the show notes on your phone, click on the links if you'd like to see what we're up to, show us some support, whatever it is you want to do if you're enjoying the show. Check out Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. That's where all this started for me. Highly recommended. Thank you. Check out Wrestling With Cards, the solo podcast, kind of like what Tony's doing. You never know. It could be a five-minute episode. It could be an hour. There's just You never know what's going to go on over there. And then uh, make sure to check out all the other stuff I've got going on. Patreon, like try to build that community. There's a lot of cool stuff that uh, I have some stuff in the works that is going to be Patreon exclusive members, whether you're a member at a dollar or whether you're a member at $15. Very cool video project that I haven't started working on yet, but I've got kind of the groundwork laid for it. And really looking forward to doing that for everybody in the Wrestling With Cards Patreon community. And the best thing you can do for this show, whatever you're listening to this on, please subscribe leave us a review. Both of those things are free and don't take very long to do. And tell a friend about the show. If there's somebody that likes wrestling cards or wrestling sports cards, it doesn't matter. Anybody that likes collectibles, if you want to talk about today, anybody that likes Impel and can give us further information on Impel, tell them about the show and we'll just keep growing the community and growing the listener base. You got anything else? Yeah, I just... Um, you're, no, you're on this now. I can, see, I can yeah. tell. I'm on it. I'm, I'm, I'm the wheels are spinning on what I want to do. Um, and, but, uh, yeah, this is why Zan has no friends and why he never answers the phone. Cause he's so busy putting out content left and right for everything. So, and, uh, and plotting and scheming these ideas that we've been talking. Well, about. that's what you do at work. That's what work pages. <laughs> yeah, <is> what <laughs> you don't actually do any real work. Come on. Let's be honest. You just sit there <laughs> plotting and scheming and editing and doing all your stuff you can do from work. And then, uh, comes home and then the, uh, poor wife never sees him. And then uh, just goes out there and puts out more content. So pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. Subscribe to all of his stuff. Yeah. I've known you now for what, a year and a half or so. And and I think uh, you've answered the phone twice for me. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I'm actually batting a thousand. I think I've only called you twice. So, (laughs) well, yeah, that's, I don't get many calls and half the time, like I got my phone here, but a lot of times I don't even have my phone with me. It's another room or something. So, but uh, so, yeah, I, I think I, I have to go back and check my phone. I'm pretty sure those were like uh, um, historical moments. So I put them on the calendar. It's like an annual celebration. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, uh, check out all of uh, wrestling with card stuff. Uh, uh, you know, uh, make sure you like all the stuff for uh, Worlds Collide. But, you know, we're just uh, sitting here doing what we can, man, to help keep uh, the, the community growing. Uh, growing the community, lot- growing the collector base and collecting ideas. A lot of new eyeballs on our product. AEW release from Upper Deck was a clear indication that we do have a lot of new people in this hobby. Um, I, for the first time ever myself, have been getting a lot of uh, DMs and, and questions about people getting into the hobby after either being out of for a long time or for the first time. So uh, I'll be addressing some of those things on some shorts, I'm sure. And then, um, yeah, just, you know, share the stuff. I mean, share our stuff, 
share Zan's stuff, share my stuff, share any other podcast you listen to that talk about wrestling cards. Just share it all. Share to everybody. Agreed. And we'll leave it on that note. Thank you guys for listening. Again, subscribe and keep collecting and having fun because if you're not having fun, there's no point in doing any of this. We'll see you.